And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me in the studio today is Dr. John Vance. Hello, Dan. Well, John, it's good to have you here on a Saturday today. It's already uh, February already, and we were just before we opened the mic, we were talking about the, the new year. And in this new year, sometimes uh, Christians will uh, have a Bible reading plan, and there's a bunch of plans out there and various things that are available. Uh, before we opened the mic, I was sharing a, one of the things that I was trying this year was reading through um, these, what they call the daily office, and uh, there's readings for every every day of the week uh, from uh, from the daily office, I think they call it, um, and it's from the Book of Common Prayer, and it's it's just rich, and it helps me stay balanced, because I'll read in the morning, typically, from a psalm, and then a passage from the Old Testament, a passage from an epistle, and a passage from the Gospel, so it kind of keeps you balanced as you uh, read through the Bible, and I've been enjoying that immensely. Well, there's a, a rhythm to life. It has seasons, uh, night and day. The moon comes around, mm. uh, of course, once a month. And then we have the years. And uh, seasons uh, and times in Israel, was a, these were very important matters. Oh, yeah. You know, you've got Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. You can kind of yeah. begin to do things, think about things. Uh, yeah. Uh, some people make resolutions. I quit making them because I... I didn't keep you always broke them, I bet. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you, you know, it is a time to, at the beginning of a year, even though it's uh, February here now, but uh, we have 11 more months to go. And, and yeah. uh, to think about uh, uh, Bible reading, prayer, and worship, and those kinds of activities yeah. that we're called to in Christ. And, I, you know, I'd, I opened this today, and I didn't even say what we were going to talk about, and that is exactly right. It's worship, prayer, and Bible reading. And uh, that's just a wonderful combination. I just jumped right into the Bible reading. But I want to encourage listeners right up front, right away, to uh, go to church, uh, be with God's people in worship. Uh, There's nothing quite like that. Yeah, worship is um, an activity. I'll put it that way, an activity that we're called to as Christians. We're to worship privately, of course. Uh, We are to worship corporately in service. It's clear that... The New Testament builds on the old, that we are to be assembled by the power of God to worship God in our churches, and uh, we're to do certain things in those worship services, uh, such as read Scripture, hear the Word of God proclaimed, observe the Lord's Supper and baptism, uh, to sing praises to God. Mm. Worship is sometimes played down in some quarters, and that is uh, a very sad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, there's this passage in John's Gospel that uh, when I read it, it reminds me over and over how important uh, worship is. Do you remember, uh, Dan, the story of the woman uh, at the well who met Jesus? Yeah. Uh, a Samaritan woman. Uh, it was quite a uh, an encounter, if you will. But anyway... Uh, she finally is engaged by Jesus. Notice how gentle he is with her. It's not like Nicodemus where he kind of confronts him <laughs> here. He's very gentle with this woman because for a number of reasons um, we won't go into. Uh, but the woman uh, said to him, Sir, she said after a while, I perceive that you're a prophet. And she goes on to talk about the worship that had 
an alternative uh, worship center had been established in Samaria as a rival to that which was in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Jesus does not recognize that. The uh, true worship is is in Jerusalem, of course. But anyway, uh, she says, Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, and you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. I want you to listen to the response that Jesus gave mm-hmm. her. He said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. <laughs> well, I've, I've searched the scriptures, and I could be corrected on this, but I don't think that there's another place in the Bible where God seeks anything per se from us. But here it says he seeks our worship. Mm, now, there's a high priority uh, on that, on Bible reading and on prayer, and it is right to examine them, I think, at the first of the year. Mm. Right away, I got thinking, um, and I know we're up against a break here, but when we um, come into the worship service um, on a Sunday, on the Lord's Day, first day of the week, um, our hearts should ideally be prepared. Um, I know that there are times when we have been uh, very busy. Maybe uh, emergency happened at the last minute, and we just basically rush into the worship service. Might even be five minutes late. But uh, isn't it a blessing if if we can somehow <laughs> arrange it such that we've prepared our hearts ahead of time? I think some people even have a practice of eight o'clock on a Saturday night, basically shutting their computer down or what have you, and uh, trying to get in tune with. Uh, Lord's Day worship with God's people ahead of time. You know, preparation for worship um, uh, in in my own church years ago, uh, maybe a hundred years ago or <laughs> less, <laughs> they had preparation services to, to prepare for the Lord's Supper on the Lord's Day. The preparation oh, yes. service was in the middle of the week, and you would come yeah. and prepare your hearts to take the Lord's Supper on Sunday. You received a token on Wednesday for preparation. Very interesting. And when you got to church on Sunday, you you gave uh, your token and you were admitted to the Lord's Supper. that's quite interesting. (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure I I necessarily believe in the practice, but I think the intentions were terrific. Oh, yeah. Uh, No question about it. And it may be that in in having a Lord's Day where it's from sundown to sundown, it does allow you time to prepare – your heart for the next day, as it yeah. did in Israel. I remember when uh, we were, and, and you you serve on the board here of Redeemer Broadcasting. Uh, I remember when we were setting up uh, the program day. Uh, one of the things that was a conviction of our hearts was that uh, starting eight o'clock on a Saturday night, it was preparation and for the people of God to calm down, uh, try to, as it were, get your heart in tune in preparation for the Lord's day and. We've actually followed that model in our on-the-air programming here at the station. Uh, the music is departed to represent that, mm-hmm. and, and uh, I feel very comfortable with that. And um, that's a little secret behind the scenes. <laughs> hey, um, I see we are past our break time, so you're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. Today we're talking about worship, prayer, and Bible reading. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Our Father. 
We'll be right back with our program in just a minute. Now a reminder that your gifts to this ministry enable us to bring you thoughtful, Christ-centered programming 24 hours a day. Would you prayerfully consider helping us with a tax-deductible gift this month? Redeemer Broadcasting is a 501c3 not-for-profit broadcast ministry. We're entirely listener-supported and have no advertisements. If you would like to help support us this month, and perhaps in the future, our mailing address is Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Once again, Redeemer Broadcasting, Post Office Box 1520, Olive Bridge, New York, 12461. Stay with us now for the second half of our program. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And welcome back. You're tuned to A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. Joining me today is Dr. John Vance, pastor of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Rock Tavern. Today's subject is worship, prayer, and Bible reading. Uh, We're pretty much still at the beginning of this new year of 2011. Some of you have uh, Bible reading plans that you're working with every morning or evening and trying to read through the Bible in a year or two years or three years. And so we've been looking at um, worship, prayer, and Bible reading. Regarding prayer, I know we've talked a little bit about the Bible reading, and I want to get back more to uh, worship, certainly. But um, regarding prayer, is there a model for prayer that we are to follow? Well, uh, we can say that there is, of course, the model prayer of Scripture is the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples and, of course, that is the prayer that is found in the Sermon on the Mount in the most popular place, uh, where Jesus taught his disciples to pray, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And it is a prayer uh, that uh, Christians have have uh, not only sur- seen as a model in that they follow the elements taught there, but also use it liturgically in their worship. Mm-hmm. Services and and uh, it is uh, called the Lord's Prayer among uh, Protestants and the Our Father among Roman Catholics. Mm-hmm. But it's found in the Scriptures uh, in uh, a few places, and that prayer uh, is a, a wonderful prayer. Martin Luther once said uh, concerning this prayer that uh, it can be prayed in the right way and in the wrong way, and. And he says, in order to pray it in the right way, 
you pray it just as Jesus taught us to pray it in that order. You don't start from the bottom and go mm-hmm. to the top. You address God's God's uh, character and God's concerns before you address your own needs and your own concerns. Mm-hmm. And certainly that prayer teaches us very much uh, about the life of prayer, which is a kind of communion with God. In this uh, model prayer, the Lord's Prayer, there are elements you you alluded to, mm-hmm. and there's kind of a, an approach as we come into our Father's presence by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit. Ideally, we would want to pray certain things first, I guess. Well, to, to address the one who is the author of all things, the yeah. creator of all things, our Father. Jesus taught us to pray our Father. Hmm. It's interesting that that prayer alone has had such a significant impact on Christian understanding of God. Hmm. Uh, while God is called Father in the Old Testament, Isaiah, I believe, in a place and a couple of other places, uh, Christians have uh, uniquely called God Father. You don't find hmm. it in other other monotheistic religions. Hmm. And it's because of Jesus. Uh, yeah. He taught us to pray our Father. And that is a wonderful imagery to have a father who is uh, concerned and loving. Uh, we're reminded of the greatest verse in the Bible, no doubt, John three sixteen: For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Here is the father sending yes, the son. Yes. And I'm struck, too, by this thought. Um, some of you may have lost your earthly father. Some of you may have had a really rough family. And maybe you never even knew your earthly father. Isn't it wonderful that there is a heavenly father who you can know personally through Jesus Christ by his spirit and have fellowship with this triune God of the scripture? He can be your heavenly father. Something to think about. That that prayer also then uh, not only teaches us about uh, who our father in heaven is, uh, that he has a holy and blessed name, and that there is a coming kingdom, mm. and that he has a will that is to be done. Uh, what what that teaches us, too, is to pray daily. Yeah. Uh, the prayer envisions uh, the Christian believer praying daily, many times even a day. Yeah. Wasn't it Daniel who prayed three times a day? And, and uh, so much so, his routine was known that his enemies used it against him. Against him. <laughs> And um, even though there's a pattern here, kind of a sequence, you could say, um, God's not opposed to us coming to him spur the moment and just praying through our day. Uh, Let's say something happens. We can cry out to God immediately. Well, in fact, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul uh, talks about praying unceasingly Mm -hmm. or continually. Yeah. And in that sense, it means that it's a spirit or an attitude that we are in, the spirit of prayer, where you can just talk knowing that God is with you at all times, all places. He's really watching us. He's there. Something to keep in mind when maybe your day is not going too well. (laughs) (laughs) Now, we uh, earlier we mentioned worship, and um, do you use the Lord's Prayer in the worship service? Yes, we do. uh, we follow historic liturgy at, in Westminster Church. Uh, it's based on the Bible. Uh, of course, the elements in the Bible. I think if you were to walk in Westminster Church, you would, uh, let's say you were a first century 
a Jewish Christian and you walked into Westminster, you would recognize some of the elements in the synagogue worship service. That's interesting. Because we do those things. Uh, Paul does command them in the Scripture. He commands the reading of Scripture. He commands prayer. He commands uh, proclamation of the Word. Mm -hmm. Uh, Other places we find that they sang hymns. And so essentially uh, a a service such as ours is the synagogue service uh, with those elements. And uh, it's all worship. It's not just the music or the singing that's the worship. All of it is worship, right? All of it. The whole service is a yeah. service of worship. What about the offering? The offering itself. You know, we would not do an offering in our worship service if we did not find an example of it in the Scriptures. And we find Paul taking up an offering on the Lord's Day. Yes. So there you have it. Okay. So um, sometimes uh, maybe newer churches, maybe that's an outreach type thing, you kind of feel like, well, maybe we better not do an offering. might turn people off. But if it's a worship service, you should do an offering. It's an opportunity to give. <laughs> Just like we offer up our prayers, our petitions, yeah. we offer up our substance. The people of God want to give sure. to God, to his works, to, to support the work of your church. So take an offering. I can remember my mother uh, <laughs> at an early age when we would go to church. She gives. We didn't have a lot of money, but she would make sure we had a dime or a quarter yes. or something to put in the offering plate. That's right. So that we were participating in worship. Yeah. So we're talking today about worship, about prayer, about Bible reading. Um, sometimes um, outside of the worship service, a church will uh, help the people in other ways. There may be uh, a Bible class or a Sunday school. Uh, What's been your experience with those? You know, we have a charge. Uh, The Church of the Lord Jesus Christ has a charge. It's called a Great Commission to go into all the world and to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, That evangelism also is to issue forth in churches uh, that are workable and serve people. One of the ways that a church like Westminster or any church in Kingston or Newburgh or Uh, Hyde Park, wherever it may Mm -hmm. be, the way that that church uh, can serve the community is to offer up opportunities for people to study the Scriptures uh, in a proper context with a teacher Mm. that is trained in the Scriptures. After all, the Apostle Paul says that the Lord has appointed teachers in the church. Uh, It would be helpful to offer instruction in those things. You know, the Scriptures are marvelous, uh, uh, we, we find the prophet Isaiah saying that the word itself will never return void, that when it yeah. is taught and proclaimed. We also find that all Scripture, says the Apostle Paul, all Scripture is given by God in inspiration. They're God-breathed, yeah, yeah. and they're profitable uh, in many and various ways for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that we might be perfected in Christ. So uh, going back to this uh, um, illustration of maybe a a new church that's kind of an outreach work, uh, another admonition would be to uh, preach the Word. Don't feel that it's got to be all music. Um, There's elements of worship, and these are good for the people of God. Interesting enough, uh, in in the best sense of the word, uh, understanding comes through our ear. Yes. Uh, The ear gate is a very important thing, and it is... What through the preaching of the word and the hearing of it that creates faith in the heart? That's an amazing process. Yes, yes. And yet that is the God-ordained way. Yes, oh, we have man. to preach and teach 
uh, and seeing, mm-hmm. of course, too. But uh, uh, this matter of hearing and understanding, it is God's will that we be brought to him through, mm-hmm. should I say, not by the ear, but through the ear. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. With that, I see we're already out of time for this broadcast today. We've been talking about uh, worship, prayer, and Bible study. We would encourage you in the things of Christ, dear brother, dear sister in the Lord, to uh, be faithful in your church attendance and also have a quiet time with you and the Lord every day, um, as well as your corporate worship, but seek the Lord. And uh, as the Lord's Day approaches, at the uh, it's really the first of the week, Sunday, uh, that Saturday evening prior is a great time to uh, quiet your heart and uh, seek the Lord so that you're better prepared on a Sunday morning uh, for the worship service. Well, we look forward to your comments, to your questions. By all means, send them to us. Post it to Facebook. We're on there. Or send us an email to ministry at redeemerbroadcasting.org. Or just log on to our website. There's a spot there to fill out a form and send us your comments. For Redeemer Broadcasting, I'm Dan Elmendorf. I've been joined in the studio today by Dr. John Vance. And uh, this entire episode is available as an MP3 file on our website. Please check it out at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. Join us again next week at this same time for another edition of A Plain Answer. Kingdom and the power.